0: Wherever you are in the world, know that Jesus loves you, and we love you. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Welcome to Renovation Church. We are so glad that you're here, particularly if this is your first time here. Hi, my name is Doug. I serve as one of our pastors. Welcome. It's a good time. We're kind of always like this, so if if you like it, you should stay. So there you go. Uh, Today is we're doing something a little bit special. As you can see, they're bringing out couches and chairs and all those things. And we find ourselves in the second of our Mental Health Awareness Sundays. Last week was amazing. If you were here or watched online, it was fantastic. (laughs) Dr. Sims was spitting fire, and she has a little more fire to spit. So would you welcome her to the stage right now? she always got fire. Like, you don't understand the conversations that you caused me to have with my wife when, when I got home that day. It was wild. She was like, can we talk about this? I went, sure, sure we can, yeah. Uh, but today is we're doing something a little bit different. Today we're doing a panel on men's mental health awareness. Where the fellas at? Now, as we were starting to doing this, uh, this was at the recommendation of Dr. Sims, and so I wanted her to take just a second and kind of describe why we thought it was such an important thing to do a men-specific mental health awareness panel. Madam.
2: So as we discussed last week, if you weren't here, definitely check it out on YouTube. There is a general stigma around mental health in the culture, but specifically as we parse those groups apart, it is definitely there for men as well. And so we think it's really important to take time to acknowledge such a a significant population when we're talking about mental health. One in 10 men are going to experience daily depression and anxiety, and only 36% of those men are actually going to get treatment for it. These men are the leaders of our churches, they're the leaders of our families, 87% of pastors in the U.S us church are men and if they're not getting help and they're not getting healed that's the leaders of our churches the heads of our households the heads of our households our families are men if they're not getting treatment then it's dissolving our entire family structure and so it's really important that we have these conversations so we can have healthy whole men leading our families and churches
1: Thank you so much. And so right now, I want to welcome the gentleman who will be on our panel to the stage right now. Would you welcome Emmanuel Johnson, Dominique Knowles, Mark Barnes, and Rory Sims to the stage? They're handsome, too. They are. (laughs) (laughs) She's married to one of them. All right. All right. Calm down. Calm down. We had to get him control under the last service. Apparently, she got a problem now. Can't control herself in public. I'm just kidding. Uh, No, this is going to be a really good time. We wanted to do this specifically with men in our church who have pursued mental wellness and mental health and just kind of talk about their journey. So today's going to be really experiential, right? We have all had a different journey in different ways. And so we're just kind of wanting to let you guys know a little bit insight into how we've gone down that journey, the benefits of what that looks like, and how hopefully if we can free up our brothers, uncles, fathers, sons to... Get on the same journey. So, with that, I want to hand it off to one Emmanuel Johnson as our moderator today. Let's
2: go! Good morning, everyone. How are we this morning? I almost want to say good afternoon, but we still got 32 more minutes. So, we're going to stick with good morning. Uh, If you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Emmanuel Johnson. I'm an ambassador here uh, at Renovation Church, and I'm also a new social worker. I just graduated with my Bachelor of Social Work degree from Georgia State. So it's it's an honor to be up here. I'm passionate about mental health, um, and I do have to say thank you just to my leaders for this opportunity. But I'm also honored to be up here with these um, wonderful men. If you would, introduce yourselves, and let's talk mental health.
1: Wait imagine. Hi, um, my name is Doug. Hi. Uh, I'm one of our pastors here. Uh, I've got two kids. They're amazing. They both have significant amounts of ADHD, so it's very chaotic in my house. Pray for my wife. Her name is Megan. She's awesome and a trooper.
3: <laughs> Hello. Uh, my name is Dominic. I am also an ambassador here at uh, Renovation Church. been going here for about two years now. It has been awesome. Getting community it's good uh oh that's a word in there Hold up. thank you yep. um so recent graduate from kennesaw state university yeah. uh <laughs> hootie who uh <laughs> undergrad with uh in organizational communication and All right. just on the path of freedom
0: that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello all, my name is Rory, um, better known as Dr. Sims's husband, uh, and so it is a pleasure to be here and to try to um, rep the family uh, right. after my wife spits hot fire. Uh, yeah, I've been at Renovation for a few years, it's been amazing getting in community, I'm also on the prayer team, so I would encourage everyone yes, to yes. get some hands laid on you, it's really healing.
4: Uh, hello, I'm Mark Barnes. Um, Let's go yeah, let's go. I didn't say no school at all. I just said my name. Yeah, Mark Barnes. Yeah, woo. Um, <laughs> been going to renovation for a while now. Um, definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm with these guys, getting community, just digging deep with the church. It's fantastic. Um, coach a small group, and that was an amazing experience. And you were there, and you and and it was fantastic.
2: Um, yeah,
4: that's it. All right.
2: <laughs> Well, you can see the second service is where we have some more fun. (laughs) (laughs) First service, it was more, you know, but now we get to loosen up a little bit and have some fun. So, welcome. Uh, We're going to get started. Uh, The first question that I have for you, gentlemen, is what made you decide that it was time to pursue therapy? Um, And even if you could touch on this, uh, what was your breaking point that just really pioneered that?
0: Okay, so for me, uh, I, I'd always kind of had a feeling that I should do therapy. I mean, I'm married to a therapist, and so I understand the importance of mental health. I tell people often that uh, I needed therapy so much, God had me marry
3: a therapist. So,
0: um, yeah, and so I'd been knowing I'd been needing to do it for a while, and, you know, like most men, had been putting it off, putting off the help that I needed. Um, but I guess my breaking point or tipping point or what caused me to really— make the move was my wife became pregnant and we were bringing a child into this world. And I refused to bring her into this world and pass on my traumas and hurts, which we so often do. Uh, And so I was like, she deserves, my daughter deserves better, my wife deserves a better version of me every day. And so I'm going to go get this help so I can be the best version of me so that I can think with clarity and so that I can be present because they're worth it. And so that's when Mm, I decided to move
1: forward. (laughs)
4: <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I came to a realization, I told this a little bit in first service, I came to the realization that I needed to find some help um, when I was watching a movie, uh, it was Black Panther, and and yeah, I mean,
1: However you gotta get there, bro. Yeah, 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 you know, you know,
4: so, so sometimes. You, sometimes, uh, sometimes epiphanies come from places you didn't think they were coming from, and that's why they're epiphanies, and... But uh, I, she, Black Panther's getting beat up, and then Shuri, his sister's sitting there, and she goes, remember who you are. And I'm in the theater watching it, and I'm like, yeah. remember who you are, Mark. I just realized that I wasn't becoming who I wanted to be, and I wasn't who I wanted to be in the moment. And, you know, sometimes you look back, and you realize you're far away from where you, wanna, where you were trying to go. Um, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you did anything wrong, and you didn't fail. You just need a little help. And, and I realized I needed it.
3: So, you know. You. So, for me, oh, thank you. I'm gonna keep forgetting that. Uh, community, baby. <laughs> but uh, I think for me, it was a process because as we mentioned before, there's already a stigma with being a black male and being like, yo, we going through it, we, got, we just gotta be tough, roll with the punches, get with it. But then I'm also from the islands, from the Bahamas. And so, thank you. <laughs> and so, with being from the islands, the whole island culture is like, especially with coming to America, it's like, yo, you just have to make it work. No matter what comes our way, you just have to roll with it. If we don't know where we're at, we don't know how it goes, it doesn't matter, just keep going with it. And so. Uh, For the breaking point, honestly, it was a long process. I know that God was definitely using a lot of people in my life, like our amazing (laughs) moderator. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Who, as he mentions, is in the mental health field. uh, And it's just amazing how God has wired him and also our community uh, to really encourage me with getting more and more help, getting in a better direction. Because with the adversity I've seen with homelessness, with grief, with pain, just all these different things, uh, trying to be the strong one, the leader, trying to make it all work, there's no way I can do that if I'm not looking for some help. Because yeah. I wasn't made to carry all that weight. Right. So anyway, uh, God and all his faithfulness showed me how there are so many things in my youth, any in insecurities and things of that nature, that really bleed into the things I struggle with today. And so, with him using community, using the adversity, yeah. it really just geared me in a better direction. That's
1: awesome. uh, Mine uh Very similar to Rory, uh, it began when I found out my wife was pregnant with my son and I broke. I'm like, I'm gonna screw up a whole other human. Oh, that's bad. Oh. Uh, and, and I mean we, I joke about it, but in seriously like it was an emotional mental like inflection point in my life that, I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to have to dig into this. And at the encouragement of people around me, uh, shout out to Pastor Leon, who so I know is watching, who constantly prodded me to go get, yeah. Uh, and uh, love you. <laughs> love you. Uh, started that journey. And so what it looked like was it addressing some of the wounds that I could address on my, by myself on the front end, having some conversations with uh, my parents. I had a great dad, but no no parent leaves their children without some scars, so I had to start there. And then we got to the point that so my kids are grown. This is probably about three or four years ago. Or not grown, they're like, you know, toddlers. Um, and I, I realized I was yelling at them and I couldn't figure out why. Like, my, yeah, my kids are chaotic, there's no doubt about it. But there's the level of, of let's call it aggression, let's call it yelling, what do you want to put there, was not commiserate with their, with, with their activity, with their energy. And I was like, there's something going on here that I, I, I don't even know what it is, but I got to dig into this because I don't want my kids to grow up in a house where their dad's always yelling at them. I just don't want that, uh, and so that started another leg of the journey where I actually started getting therapy. I went to a psychiatrist to check out my brain, come to find out my brain chemistry is a little off, um, and really begin that process so that I didn't. Very similar to Roy, man. I didn't want to pass on certain things to my kids, yeah. and so I was like, it's 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 worth the the difficulty, the 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 humbleness, the uh, going through self uh, learning more self awareness so that I don't do that. So, yeah, that's kind of where it started. Yeah. Uh,
2: a little bit for me, I started consistently going to therapy uh, a couple years ago, like September 2021. Uh, but I knew, especially from the beginning, end of that year, that it was really time to go and see someone consistently. Uh, I had a therapist previously uh, a few years prior, like when I was in high school, uh, and when I look back on it, um, he wasn't the therapist for me, but that should not be a reason to give up on therapy if you did not find You can find your therapist. You can find your therapist. I just wanna touch on that. It takes the right one and there is somebody for you, and it takes someone who is safe take someone who is safe, and so there is someone for you. And so if you have had a therapist in the past, and whether you were burned, whether it just didn't work out, or it was you know extremely discouraging, um, I would encourage you to seek out another one, because it just wasn't the right therapist for you. Now, let me say this about therapists real yeah. quick,
1: because it'd be helpful. My therapist is very direct and aggressive, and that's safe for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really clear, like, Safe is very different for other people. I need someone who's just going to go, no, 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 we're not messing, you can't spin this, bruh. You can't do that with me. I'm like, ah, dang, ah, you right, you right. So find the right person. Like if you need a therapist who's just going to call you
0: on it, find the one. It's great. Can I I jump in with that real quick? Um, The the therapist I thought I was going to need was like, oh, I'm going to need an older woman. I'll be comfortable there. But my wife, who was a therapist, said, I think you should get a man. Which was uncomfortable for me, but like a good husband or a good person, I listened to wise counsel and I got a therapist who was a guy, and it was uncomfortable at first, but it was exactly what I needed. And now I'm diving in. He calls me on it on everything. He's direct, and I'm able to get the help that I need. So, yeah.
2: that's really good. Uh, when I had when I was seeking out therapy, when I knew that. It was time to consistently see someone and you know just start the healing journey uh i specifically wanted a black man representation is important and so i needed a black man who had the clinical training but was also like identified as a christian um, and just you know owns their faith and so that was important for me and so even when we talk about um therapy and mental health in the christian space you've probably heard uh prayed away um, don't speak on that don't speak it up don't uh don't manifest it and uh even outside of the church you may have also heard especially as a male uh toughen up don't cry uh you know you just this is just what this is a man's job this is what you're supposed to do uh you know we we don't focus on that and so um let's talk about just some of the barriers and challenges as men especially christian men um what are some barriers and challenges that we experience when it comes to seeking out help?
3: Brother? All right, so.
2: <laughs>
3: Thank you. Community consistent. <laughs> one body, one spirit. Uh, <laughs> so check it. The I know that the biggest thing for me was with, I mean, this whole process, being from the islands, playing football for six years, uh, up to the college level, all these different things, it doesn't really make much room for, hey, let's dive into what's going on underneath. It's so much more results oriented, and especially being in good old America, where it's like, yo, what's the next thing? What are you doing? What's the results here? Uh, And so I think the whole process with it, and also, I mean, like I grew up in church, being in the islands, like. The praising, the worshiping, all the things, it's just like, yo, it's good, we'll deal with it. But I think uh, when we really got underneath and really started diving into it, it was like, oh, we truly are co laborers with Christ. Yeah. And so <laughs> what I mean by this is that in the midst of the process, yes, God came so that we would have healing, right? And He came so that we would be set free, but He also came so that we would be a part of His work and His workmanship. And so, even in the midst of us being free and being sanctified, He's going to be in the process, in and through all that. So, yeah, the work that He started, He's going to see it to completion. (laughs) But He's doing it in us and with us as His children.
4: Yeah. Y'all. I didn't think we were preaching
1: today. I was wrong. wrong. He might as well stand up. (laughs) Look,
3: if the Spirit (laughs) leads. This ain't about me.
0: Um, MJ, I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot from from my experience, it's always well. As a man, you're taught to be tough. You're taught to be strong. You can't show weakness. Um, if something is going on with you, you swallow it down. You you know you you hide it and you present a good face. Uh, and that is that is so wrong because what the causes you to do. You're going through something and then you don't share it with anybody or you don't seek the help that you need. And you you um, you appear well on the outside, but you're really crumbling on the inside. And then I think the church, uh, in general, has kind of failed us in that area by by doing the whole pray it away approach. Or uh, if you if you pray about it and then you're not instantly delivered, then you're thinking, well, what is wrong with me? Is my faith not strong? What is happening? And so you start to question your faith, and now you don't have the outlet of uh, you know going to God about it or talking to somebody about it, and so because you don't wanna appear weak. Uh, And I think not getting the help you need is being weak because you're crumbling on the inside. You can't just slap paint on a building that's infested with termites and think that's gonna fix it. It's gonna fall at some point if you don't replace the boards, if you don't really get on the inside and, and get that frame fixed up. And so if you want to be a strong man, you need to recognize that, wait, something is going on. I am not equipped to deal with it, let me seek someone who can, uh, who's trained in it, and get the help that I need so that I can be strong for myself, for my family, and for those that I depend on.
2: I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all said some good stuff, y'all, listen. Listen, first on, then Rory, Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's, I think, it, I think we can all agree that it's easy to fear what we don't understand. Come on. And I think that's why it's such um, a stigma around mental health, especially in the church, because we fear what we don't know, we fear what we don't understand. Um, and so even when we look at the stigma, we also have to understand the importance of seeking mental health services, therapy, uh, because it's self-care and we're taking care of ourselves. But it's also so we can show up not just for ourselves but the people around us. And so even when you think about uh, the people that you're around, the people that you're in community with and even things like trauma bonding or you you are dumping uh, different, uh, you know, experiences or information on somebody who does not have the training or, you know, the yep. experience, uh, to walk you through that. And so there's gotta be a boundary somewhere where it's like, I'm not going to give this to you, but I know that there's a professional that I can turn to Man. who can really guide me, um, and walk me through it. And so with any therapist in the first session, they're always going to ask you, or at least they should be asking you, what are your goals? And so when you're thinking about therapy, what are your goals? Maybe your goal is, you know, I want to heal. There's some things in the past that I need to deal with. Or it might be, I don't know why I'm acting the way I'm acting now, or uh, some of the decisions that I'm making now, I'm not understanding why. And so when you go to therapy, that's going to be one of the first questions from your therapist is, what are you looking to get out of this? So how, that leads me to my next question. How has going to therapy made a difference in your personal life uh, and spiritual life? And what did it look like to incorporate your faith and beliefs into your treatment?
4: Um, so I could say that in my personal life, um, going to therapy definitely helped me to, I guess, um... Understand that everything is a journey and there's lessons that you're going to keep learning until you actually learn them. And coming to that place made it so that I could, I could learn those lessons. Um, I'm actually doing a job right now that is proving that I've learned lessons that I've been trying to learn for years. So, you know, it's really nice to uh, go, man, I'm getting a B on this test. Used to get solid Fs. This is fantastic. It's just like high school. and then in, in terms of my spiritual life, yeah, I found that, um, you know, when, you, when you're not feeling good, everything kind of starts falling apart a little bit. You know, when you're not when you're not the best version of yourself, you're, you're not giving the best that you can to the Lord. You know, if, if you can't be 100 percent, then how are you going to give anybody 100 percent? You're not giving it to yourself. You're not giving it to your lovely wife. Hello, lovely wife. <laughs> you're not giving it to the Lord. You're not giving it to your friends, you know, and Amen. and that's not who you want to be. It's not who I right. want it to be. Right. So, you know, spiritually, it all connects.
1: My uh, my therapist, um, complements and makes my spiritual disciplines better. So here's what I mean by that: uh, a good therapist, and he's not like a Christian counselor at all. He's just a counselor I found through insurance. Um, get the good get that get that insurance counselor right Um, he knows because he's good at his job that my spiritual well-being is directly connected to my mental well-being so he'll be he'll actually ask me hey man have you been sitting in silence this week Ah, you know I missed that one you know you say that matters to you Doug you say it's good for your soul. Why are we avoiding that? Well, that's a great question, buddy. Um, and I'm, I'm being serious. Like he actually asks me, it's in a very beautiful relationship. He actually asked me about the spiritual things going on in my life because he can see very clearly that if that, if that is not right, how can we expect my mental health to be okay? Um, he's encouraged me to go pray multiple times. He said, you should go take a silent prayer retreat. I'm like, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good idea, man. Um, so, several things. So, it, I don't see them as divorced from one another, right? Obviously, I'm a pastor. I, we, we do spiritual things here, right? Uh, prayer, disciplines, all those things. But being able to have someone who can help ask the right questions of my mind, um, who can in, continue to encourage spiritual healthiness, um, has only made my walk with Jesus all the more better, all the more better. Um Yeah. So I don't, it's, I think it's a strange dichotomy that we've had for a really, really long time. Like it, it just, they, they work hand in hand. So.
0: Uh, Yeah. And I agree. They, they work hand in hand and where it's helped me so incredibly in my spiritual life is sometimes, you, you know, you feel like you're, you're just going through the motions. Like I know I need to read my Bible. Um, I know I need to pray and do these things, but what I deal with are, are so many um, like distractions going on in my mind. Um, I realize that I actually lie to myself about things. Um, and and I just have all this noise constantly, constant distraction. So I'm sitting there and I'm I'm like, okay, I need to read my word. And then I, and I get in the word and then I'll read a verse and i don't even recognize that i read the verse and I'm mm. cuz this thing that cuz life, yes. life, life be life and just put that out there life be life be. okay and so yes. you're going to have all these things just running through your mind and you don't know how to deal with them. And so it's like, I'm trying to get in my word because I know the word. I know the Lord. That's where my healing comes from. I know that. Yes. But if I don't have the clarity to be able to focus and put those distractions away, I can't get into the word. And so so therapy is like putting on your reading glasses. It's like when you put them on, now it becomes clear. And so now when I get into my word and then that distraction comes, I now have the tools to put it away, to recognize it and put it away and then actually focus on the word. And so, yes. And so when things happen, I'm able to recall the word and have my power and know that, you know, God says for I, the Lord, thy God will hold thy right hand and say unto thee, fear not I will help thee. I can recall those things now because I don't have all these distractions pulling my word and my power away from me.
3: Talk your talk! Oh my God! Uh, I guess briefly Uh, what I'll Add from for my, my journey with all this Now it's impacted personal, spiritual, and whatnot is, I'll start spiritual. So for me in my walk with God for the longest in my life, I didn't realize at how calloused I had got with all the adversity and things I had seen. And so what this meant is that over time, my heart got hard. And so I wasn't accepting God's grace. I wasn't accepting his mercy. I wasn't walking in the love and the freedom that he gives us. I wasn't. I was really putting on a mask and saying, hey, God. Yeah, you're right, you're perfect and all that, so I'm not going to come to you. I was looking at him as a, as a tyrant, honestly, not as a loving father who knows me and sees me, who knows us and sees each and every one of us, regardless of where you're at. And so in it, when I, <laughs> through his grace, uh, got to this point where I was like, hey, yo, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Like, I need, I need you. I need your help. You said that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Teach me how to walk with it, teach me. He doesn't expect us to know exactly how to walk in it. He says that his joy is our strength, so we need it from him. I can't force it in myself. Look. (laughs) Um, Y'all? Look, God is is too good. God is too good for us to stay where we're at and keep trying to figure it out on our own. Like, bro. This has never been about us. It's always been about his grace and mercy. It's always been about him. So let's do what he has called us to do. <laughs> let's, let's do what he has called us to do. Like, let's, let's trust in him, for real. And if that's where you're at, if you feeling like you're stuck where you're at, ask him for help. He's here. <laughs> ask him.
2: Well, thank you, everyone, for coming to church today. That's that's a wrap.
3: I said briefly, but I lied.
2: I'm just just, trying to gather myself. That was great. All right. Um, When we talk about... um, Struggles or challenges when it comes to actually making the effort to seek out services There was one thing that Pastor Doug said in the last service uh, and if I butcher it correct me, but you said that um, Having or dealing with mental health or dealing with mental illness is not an excuse Like it should it's up to us to actually seek out um, treatment and help to help us not only heal but to cope and uh, to just change the trajectory of how we're going about our life did I say yes
1: okay. sorry so here's the thing um, oftentimes when we look at the hand we've been dealt, the temptation is to say well that means I don't have to try X that's that's I'm sorry that's not okay I'm j- It's just not right okay I all right so I, I said it last week I'll say it again just for clarification. Uh, I have 88 monitors of your ADHD. And uh, I happen to have a little bit of bipolar syndrome, okay? Now, I could go, well, that means I don't have to try to be good at work. No. Right. That means I have to work on putting the effort to build the systems and structures in my life so that I can make the most of what God has given me, yes. <laughs> right? I, I think I think what happens, particularly in the church, man, is like we, we confuse so much of the Christian journey. Yes. Like God saves you in a moment. Yes and Amen. Right? You are right before him. The, like you are his kid. Nobody can take that from you. And then you have to figure out how to be his kid. Yes. That's work. Yes. Right? Same thing, right? Well, does God occasionally, some, sometimes does he heal people? Sure. Most of the time, it's just work. It's just really hard work to go, okay. I'm not going to let the circumstances that I have in front of me, however, whatever they may be, prevent me from being all that God's called me to be. Instead, I choose to be honest, humble, self-aware of the things I have, and then just work towards it at the rate as best I can, filling my life with so much grace that He will, yes, He loves us, He gives us grace in every step of the way, He's never disappointed in us, none of those things, yes, but it's still work. And it's okay that it's work. So, yes, that's what I said last time, something like that.
2: It is indeed work. Therapy Therapy is not easy. Sorry, right, I got yeah. one more rant. Please. I got, is that
1: okay? Can I have it? Can I rant? Also, what is more manly than saying I've got work to do? Can, can we just be honest about that? What, what, is, what is more positive male energy in this world to say, I got some work to do? Uh, life ain't perfect. I got to build some things in my soul and in this world because I'm a man. Like what is not, like sincerely, like we think that somehow, see now uh, we weren't supposed to do this. We think that somehow, right, having disadvantages somehow disqualifies us. When in reality, God's like, I'd rather you learn through those circumstances to be the, ma- the son that I've made you to yeah. be. Yeah. Right? What, what, what is more godly, more manly than to say, there is something broken. I've got work
2: to fix it. Yes. That's all this is. So, yeah. No, it's good. Because even when we talk about, like, having work to do, we live in a culture and a time now where we're looking for quick fixes. Whether that's... Uh, Crystals, or you know, turning to different things where we think like it's just going to give us that fix we need. Yeah. What, what, say it again. Instant gratification. Instant gratification, exactly. And so, even when I've gone through therapy, it's been it's been a process because you're not going to heal overnight. It's a journey. I've been in therapy consistently almost two years, and it literally is a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. And to be quite honest, I don't see myself being discharged from therapy for a long time, honestly. And so even when you think about the work that it's going to take in therapy, like for me, I go to therapy once a week. Outside of that one-hour session per week, four-hour sessions out of the month, it's up to me to still continue that work the other six days. Not even six days, the uh, almost seven days because it's only, you know, one hour. Um, And so it's going to take work, and so that's why when I say find someone who is you know, safe, but someone who can also hold you accountable because your therapist is only gonna go at your pace. Yep. And so it's not up to the, your therapist to also do that work for you. They're only gonna go at the pace that you're going. Can I throw something in here real Please. quick?
0: Uh, and, and it is work and what I will <coughs> add to that, you know, it's easier to lose five pounds than it is to lose 100. So what I'm saying is, Don't wait until you're under a table crying out for help to get the help that you need. When you notice something, go ahead and get it now because the work is less hard when you start early versus waiting. You know, man, we like to push it back and push it back and push it back. And then now you have this huge mountain to climb to try to get to where you're trying to go. But when you notice it, go ahead and nip it in the bud. Go ahead and get started at that point.
4: And actually, um, I want to throw something on that, too, is um, there's not... It, the word "work" is being thrown out a lot because it's what it is. Fast answers create slow problems, and the inverse of that is also correct: slow problem, or slow answers create fast solutions. And you know, you're not going to lose those pounds quickly, um, but you will lose them if you keep working on it. You know, and the Bible says that God doesn't put anything in front of you that you can't handle, you can't mm-hmm. conquer with His strength. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just know that it—you it, know—pain is temporary it may be for a minute an hour or a year but eventually it will subside and with hard work something else will take its place but if you quit however it will last forever so you know so good well y'all did so good i thought eventually i should say something (laughs) i can't just be sitting up here being bald and beautiful
1: bring us in. You gotta bring us back. You gotta control us, clearly.
2: Listen, I told y'all, second service is a lot of fun. Uh, what advice would you have for other men struggling with mental health challenges and on the fence about seeking out help? And, if you did, what recommendations did you have when you were getting started with therapy?
3: Start somewhere. Honestly and truly. Start somewhere. Honest, like, I know that uh, for myself, and my brother up here knows this, uh, I am very stubborn when it comes to acknowledging that I am not strong enough to handle it all on my own. I am very much the, I'm gonna be there for everybody. I'm gonna deal with it. I got it. Don't worry about it. We're good. We are not good. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, yo, something has to change. If we keep on doing the same thing, we're gonna keep spinning in circles. And honestly, we're, we're in a downward spiral. And so the word I'd have is honestly, if you believe in Jesus, I do, uh, ask him to search your heart. Where is it that, what is it that I'm holding on to that I don't trust you with, that I don't trust you to expose, that I feel like if it gets out in the open, everything's going to fall apart. Because honestly, I know for myself, a whole lot of it was fear and pride. That is what kept me from going into therapy. Like, I'm I'm the oldest brother. I'm the one who has to figure it out, make it work, whatever else. No, that's not what we're called to do. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. Let me trust in him to lead me. So if that's where you're at, let him lead you. As far as resources, I know for me, recent college grad, let me tell you something. Use your resources. Yep. Please and thank you. Get in community. Have people who will lead you in a better direction. At least give you some advice. And so what that looked like for me was using the on-campus services that they had. And so, look, the whole thing is I didn't have to pay for the extra therapy outside of college because student loans no thank you i want nothing to do with that i don't want to add any more work to what's already there so my advice would be to start somewhere
0: um i will say you know since we're in church and we want to know well, what does god say about it Uh, Proverbs 12 and 15 says, uh, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man seeketh counsel. So you can sit there and be a fool and try to, you know, figure out your own mental health yourself and continue to repeat the same process. Or you can listen to the Lord and seek counsel. Seek the therapist that has done the work. They've been in school. They have the student loans to show for it. <laughs> they, are prof- they are, they are, they um, are professionals in that space. They are trained in that space that you are not. So don't sit there and keep struggling with the same yes. thing over and over yeah, again yeah. and delay. I, I delayed a little bit, and I wish I wouldn't have. Um, but. <laughs> Seek, seek that wise counsel. Seek that help. Uh, and I will say, as far as resources, I kind of had a cheat code because my wife is Dr. Sims. And so I was just like, hey, babe, I want to go to therapy. Uh, will you help me find something? But there are also many other resources you can use online. And uh, I think Pastor Doug will plug one later. So oh, I'll, yes. I'll let him have that. Um, but yeah, don't, don't, don't be a fool. Yeah. Seek wise counsel is there for you. There are many resources. Do it. Let's just do it.
2: That's really good. Um, I got one more question, but I do want to just add to that real fast. There are resources. Like Dom said, use your resources. A big resource that I'm huge on is psychologytoday.com. Whether you have health insurance or you're paying out of pocket or um, there's there's just different options out there. And so you can use that resource to filter based on your insurance provider uh, and it'll research providers in the area. You can filter based on faith, uh, whether you want a male or female. Um, and even if you, you know, aren't wanting to, you know, spend a whole lot or, you know, there's just different options like called sliding scale where they will uh, construct a therapy price or a therapy rate uh, based on your income. And so there are options out there, scholarships out there. And so um, psychologytoday.com, highly recommend it. On top of that, Google. Uh, Google. Therapist Near Google. Me. That's what Dr. Sims was saying uh, last week. but. Um, I do want to touch on this final question as we come to a close. Um, what does it look like um, to just have support uh, in our lives when it comes to our well-being and mental health journey? What does that what does that look like for you all?
4: For me, um, for me, there is there is a vulnerability that comes with opening up to get support, and that's a scary thing, but it's always worth it, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, I gave this analogy before, um, but y- you know, getting help in anything requires a bit of accountability on your end. Um, so if you wanted to get in shape for the summertime and you, you said to yourself, this is it, January, January 1st, it's happening, I'm getting in shape, but you don't tell nobody then there's those days that you don't have to go to the gym because you didn't tell nobody, right. yeah. Yeah. Right. which is awesome, but also <laughs> terrible. You know what I'm saying? So you might as well uh, uh, it involve a community. It doesn't have to be everybody. Uh, it could be one person. It could be whoever it is. Just somebody that you love and trust and you know has your back, um, and that way they, they know how, to, how best to support you because you, know, you don't want to be doing this thing alone. That's kind of the whole yeah. point. Of going to therapy is to let you know that you're not alone
0: That's right. yeah. yeah
4: like you said uh, tell
0: somebody have accountability uh, my wife is one of my main resources uh, as far as accountability and she'll ask me how your session went or y- you know those general questions but what you won't do is be nosy, there's a difference about being, you know, there for somebody and then trying to get in their business. You can ask them how's it going, is it working, hold them accountable, but you don't have to get all up in everything. So find you that person that will encourage you, that will remind you uh, to stick with it and do the homework outside of your session when you don't feel like it, because there will be takeaways, there will be homework, and you might want to Slack, find somebody that's gonna keep you accountable so that you can actually get to those goals that you're trying to do.
3: Retweet?
1: Retweet, yep. <laughs> uh, it, we all inherently know this. We're better together. Mm. Flat out. Like, you, you're you better. We are better together. And so you need to have people in your life that know what you're going through. To be very specific, not everyone in your life should know what you're going through. Right. Mm. Be very clear. <laughs> but there needs to be somebody uh, who you've opened up to, to who you've shared was like, hey man, I'm working on this particular thing right now because of X, yada, yada, yada. They should know that. You're better together. Like we, here's the thing, we see this all throughout all of the cinema we have in our lives, the heroes that we know and look up to in like stories. Like, all of the Band of Brothers, the Avengers, everybody's better together. Yeah. But we tend to live life in isolation because of the fear of being vulnerable and transparent with people. Look, it's not a tiger, all right? It's your fear of opening up to someone is not actually a tiger trying to attack you. It's just your brain thinking it's a tiger, right? Just share, find somebody and share with them and just be honest and say, hey man, just walk with me through this. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will reap the benefits of that. So, yeah. sir, would you pray for us?
2: Absolutely. Hope this has been life-giving for everyone. Um, it's been an honor to be up here and just touch on topics like this in the church as well thank you y'all have been giving me life up here on this front row uh, lord thank you for this time together just thank you for uh, what you're doing in your church and your people lord uh, we just ask for your guidance and your leadership always um, not just today but just lord in our daily walk with you and that you would just lead us in the way lord that we should go And so we say this in your mighty name, amen.